Somewhere, a million miles away, a phone was bleating rudely. Travis didn't move to answer it. Angelo didn't move to answer it either. But then, he was only a Jack Russell. Travis had no excuse, being a grown man of thirty-nine years of age, except that he was very drunk, lying on the floor, and feeling incredibly sorry for himself for at least the fifth time this morning. Angelo looked at him with his usual curious canine face. At least he could be depended on to be exactly the same. Travis shrugged back at him, and rolled over on the floor onto his belly. The third bottle of wine was probably a mistake. But he had found that since getting shot by Russian criminals and spending far too long on Ultram and Valium during his recovery that, in large quantities, whiskey made him maudlin. Beer caused him to urinate too frequently and was too weak to produce the desired effect, an alcohol-induced coma. The phone stopped ringing, but Travis was at least semi-conscious now, so he rolled over again and sat up, inadvertently kicking Angelo in the muzzle. The small dog yelped and ran under the desk in one corner of the office. Crap, sorry, buddy. You okay? His voice was old leather, and Angelo glowered at him. Travis wanted a cigarette, but he knew it would probably just make him feel sick. He tried to make friends with his dog. But Angelo decided he hadn't forgiven him yet and slunk further under cover. As to why he was camping out most nights in the office, Travis knew the uncomfortable truth. Despite four months in recovery, of which only the first month and a half were for the physical trauma of the gunshot, Travis had not been able to shake the events in Russia from his mind. He was, after all, an anthropology professor, not a mercenary. Of course, he had seen a counselor who had prescribed some antidepressants, which remained untouched, and he knew about the process of post-traumatic stress. Travis didn't care. He wanted to be alone. And too many people knew his home number. After taking a sabbatical from the university, he packed a small bag of essentials and moved into the Alpha Adventures Incorporated offices in downtown Atlanta. Naturally, he had felt no need to speak to his colleagues in the project about his decision. Thyri and Adam, by whose usual outstanding aesthetic taste the office was decorated, had returned to Europe within days of touching down in the States after the Russian escapade. Thyri to continue her clandestine industrialist role. Adam to Britain, to host a series of antiques-related shows. Fiona had, eventually, been dissuaded from skipping bail altogether to fight pollution in Antarctica or whaling in wherever, and assented to serve a rather draconian sentence of six months at Her Majesty's pleasure in HMP Holloway. Apparently, the British judicial system looked unkindly on those who decided to run halfway across Europe while awaiting trial. Travis couldn't say he was particularly upset about that. Fiona could definitely use a cooling-off period from reality. And people. Especially Travis himself. Then there was Savannah. Beautiful, well-educated, multilingual, whiskey-soaked Savannah. She had tried to help him through the bleakest parts, and she at least helped him see that his days of slamming bourbon with freshmen were long over, drinking him under the table three times in as many days. 
She had held her patience with him admirably, he felt, until her lecturing duties began again at the start of term. Now they spoke fairly and frequently. It infuriated him that he, as a well-educated, reasonably smart man, could see that he was closing himself off from the few people he knew well. He had never been one for making friends, although he was quite successful with the fairer sex, or at least he used to be. He hadn't been on a date since by call. In fact, he hadn't done much of anything since by call, apart from substantially increasing the profits of the vineyards of Chateau Neuf du Pape. He hadn't answered his emails, mainly from Adam, although some of his students had got in touch too. He certainly hadn't answered his phone, and he was damned if he was going to be answering the landline in the Alpha Adventures office.